Hey everyone, it's your host of See Jurassic Right, Stephen Ray Morris here, just dropping in to say, I hope you've been enjoying all the new episodes in 2023 and 2024 so far. There are new interviews with filmmakers, musicians, scientists, the screenwriter of Land Before Time, audio essays about the rich history of the Jurassic Park and Jurassic World franchise, and all the news about the upcoming animated show Jurassic World Chaos Theory and the as-of-yet untitled Jurassic World sequel coming next summer. I really need your help supporting the show right now, and you can do that by leaving a tip and or giving a monthly follow on Patreon, patreon.com slash There are $1 and $5 tiers, but more is coming. Sharing the show, giving five-star reviews in Apple Podcasts, and liking and commenting on social, at Stephen Ray Morris on Instagram and Twitter, goes a long way to help boosting the show's visibility again online in this new era. I'm an independent podcaster and your support is so important and means the world to me in keeping this podcast running. Link to the Patreon is in the show notes. Hold on to your butts. Thank you. And now on to the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. My name is Stephen Ray Morris, and welcome to the latest episode of Swift Bites, a weekly See Jurassic Right podcast series where I cover what's happening in the universe of Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, dinosaurs, science, and more. First of all, happy birthday to my girlfriend, Brenna White, a.k.a. Bonnie Puns, a.k.a. Beeksels. Please eat some spaghetti, wear a fun outfit, or listen to Jimmy Buffett in her honor. This week, we finally got a trailer and release date for Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous, the brand new animated Jurassic TV show coming to Netflix this September. Laura Dern preps for her return as Dr. Ellie Sattler in Jurassic World Dominion, and Sue the T-Rex gets a thick makeover. All these bites and more, hold on to your butts right now. Hey everyone, I hope you're doing well. I'm so excited the Camp Cretaceous trailer finally dropped. It had been basically a year since we had gotten any news about it, and we finally have a release date. We have our look at the characters and the dinosaurs, kind of how, you know, where it takes place in the universe and all that stuff. So we're going to go through it, uh, you know, play by play for the official teaser. It's only a minute, so it's not going to take very long, but it, there's it's just packed with so much stuff. So in case you don't know, the... The Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous, it drops Friday, September 18th on Netflix. It's season one and it has, you know, so there's the possibility of more seasons. Uh, 
and it has eight episodes. It takes place prior, during, and after the events of the Jurassic World film. And I got a lot of this information at deadline when the trailer released as well. Uh, Jurassic Outpost posted some more promo stills. Uh, Tom Jurassic does a really great breakdown of the Camp Cretaceous trailer and also Swerve on YouTube. He also did a great trailer analysis. So did Clayton. So many people did. There's so many. The, the trailer dropped basically a few days ago. So there, I've been able to watch so much cool and listen to so much cool content about the trailer. Uh, so I'm going to throw my little spit on it here in a second. But Camp Cretaceous, it follows a group of six teenagers chosen for a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity experience at a new adventure camp on the opposite side of Isla Nublar. When dinosaurs wreak havoc across the island, the campers are unable to reach the outside world and quickly will go from strangers to friends to family as they band together to survive. So the cast is uh, Paul McKell Williams stars as resident dinosaur expert Darius, Jenna Ortega plays social media sensation Brooklyn, Ryan Potter is self-appointed VP Kenji, uh, Rani Rodriguez voices the gregarious, enthusiastic Sammy, Sean Giambrion is a sensitive and bookish Ben, and Khazar Muhammad plays world-class athlete Yaz. Jamila Jamil and Glenn Powell reoccur as camp counselors. So yeah, I mean, it looks to be that this series is going to feature primarily the kids, and then there's these camp counselors characters, and I wonder if it's going to like go back and forth between them, or if primarily it's we're just going to be with the kids, which is actually really exciting and could give it like a really dope Goonies kind of vibe. Yeah, let's just watch the trailer. You might hear my sound a little bit. So in the first shot, we have just a classic Nublar. But you know what's interesting? I find it it's almost like a mix of the the Jurassic World shot when they approach the island and then more like Lost World or JP3 where the waters are kind of choppy and stuff like that. So so what I'm saying is this isn't your dad's Nublar. And then it looks like one of the camp counselors looking up at a helicopter overpasses. I mean, it's not Jurassic Park without a helicopter. And then we have this... We have a shot of this like six vehicled. It's it's like a Jurassic Park Jeep on steroids. It's crazy. Uh, and all the kids are riding in the back. And then this is when we get the shot of them approaching the Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous gate. And I find it really interesting that they have and it looks very much reminiscent of the like a mix of the original Jurassic Park gate with the like the logo, um, the colors and everything like the red and yellow. But then it has these sort of like more stony vibe of the Jurassic World gate. And again, I find it really interesting that this Camp Cretaceous has its own gate. And it makes me think that like, do they milk the gate concept like all across the island? Like you go into the bathroom and it's like, welcome to the bathroom. It's like, welcome to this thing, you know, welcome to the gift shop. And it's just the same Jurassic Park gates over and over again. Uh, knowing something, you know, going to Universal Studios and Disneyland and stuff, it's like, I could totally see that. But it is interesting to know, again, that this, you know, that this uh, story takes place on the uh, quote unquote other side of the island, which, you know, a lot of other Jurassic fans and uh, even the Jurassic Outpost, I was listening to their podcast analysis as well, too. And it's like, where is this other side of the island? In Fallen Kingdom, we were very much on the west side or, or no, the, um, yeah, wait, no, no, we were on the east side because the east dock. So we were on the east dock and, you know, and then obviously Jurassic World takes place kind of in the middle of the island into the restricted zone. So it's like where and then I feel like it's the lower east side has the raptor has the raptor um, the raptor squad and where Chris Pratt is. So it's like where where does this Camp Cretaceous actually take place on the island in relation to everything else? But it's interesting that they do have gates very rem reminiscent of the original Jurassic Park gates. 
surrounding it. So again, when people are like, oh, you know, like how would you have kids with dinosaurs and stuff? It's like, no, this drastic world has been open for 10 years at this point. So, you know, it, it's, it's, but I wonder how, you know, I wonder how new this actual camp program is. Um, but it looks like they've got everything covered. I mean, what could go wrong? <laughs> and, you know, I just love that it just shows the kids. Um, let me bring up the cast again. Uh, it's, it's Yaz and Ben and uh, Sammy or no Brooklyn. Yeah. So yeah. Um, Ben is like, they're like, oh, I'm so nervous. And then Yaz is like, I'm cool. And I know how to run. And then Brooklyn's probably like, oh my God, I'm going to Snapchat this right now. And then, yeah, they just, this really beautiful shot panning above uh, the camp, uh, the camp Cretaceous sign and the Jeep again. It's like, I mean, it's interesting. It's like right in the thick of the jungle, but you'll, you'll see why in a second. So they get out of the truck and then, or no, maybe, maybe that's not Brooklyn. Oh, but you see the rest of the kids get out of the, get out of the truck and they're looking up and then, uh, somebody says like, this is the best camp ever or something like that. And yeah, it's like very much, it's very much, uh, like Ewok village meets like James Gurney, Dinotopia modern. But I mean, this is just looks like the, I mean, I never went to summer camp as a kid, so this looks dope as hell. Like that, like there's like a center at the bottom and it looks like there's a little outdoor area. And then, yeah, then it looks like the building and like probably where the kids stay is like built into the trees. And again, as other people have pointed out, this area of the park looks very Sorna like. They're very much like, they're not jungle trees. They look more like, I mean, there is jungle trees in the foreground, but it's much more like, it's much more foresty in a way, foresty, temperate jungle maybe. Um, and then, then the zip line. And, uh, you see all the kids going on a zip line, like high over the thing, high over the, you know, high over the island. And it, I like that nod. And I wonder if somebody who put this in here, this zip line probably went to the San Diego Zoo because, or the safari park, because they have a zip line as well, too. So I thought that was a nice nod to the type of activities they would have at a place like Jurassic World. And, yeah, it looks looks cool. I've I've done ziplining before in Costa Rica and it's it's very terrifying. So they're all excited except for it looks like Darius maybe is not as excited and he sees and then imagine if you're the same height as the Brachiosaurus like that is what a dream come true, truly. You know, and you just see the wonder in his face and he's the dinosaur nerd. So, I mean, you got to imagine, I wonder if he's like Tim Murphy style, like full fanboy, but knowing that Jurassic World is real. So you're like your whole life as a kid, like he was probably born a little bit before Jurassic World opened. So he's known that this is a place you could go your whole life. So I wonder if they're going to play into that at all. And then oh, what's that? Who's who's stomping that foot in the jungle? And it looks like the Indominus Rex at the foot of the it's a different time of day than the previous shot of them in the zip line, but it looks like in the morning or something, uh, you see the Indominus Rex roaring, looking at, or, you know, facing the camera. And then the next shot you see is uh, somebody. And then Darius are, are getting up or starting to run from a Carnotaurus who's bashing open a log. And we'll see in a second in the trailer, but it's interesting that Camp Cretaceous has a few dinosaurs that were in Fallen Kingdom, but not in Jurassic World. And I kind of like that maybe as far as canon and lore goes, they're showing you where the Carnotaurus and Sinoceratops and stuff are uh, during the events of Jurassic World. And then we see the Pteranodons uh, flying down, chasing the kids. And then 
in the in the same shot you see Bumpy, the Ankylosaurus mascot who's been kind of making the rounds all across uh, social media because of all the toys and t-shirts and stuff that they've already released from Camp Cretaceous. So, but it looks like they're carrying Bumpy, which makes sense. I mean, he's a little Ankylosaurus. He's not necessarily going to know to run or he might just hide. I don't know. I'm super excited. Oh, Bumpy, so cute. And then a Pteranodon makes a makes a bite for one of the kids. And you see a bunch of them in the air. So, yeah, I mean, as far as like, again, the timeline goes, this is probably right after the after Masrani dies and the, you know, the the Pteranodons escape out of the Avery. It's interesting we don't see Dimorphodons, though. So I wonder if they are going to show up at all. And then the Indominus Rex is chasing what looks like an ambulance kind of vehicle, kind of the one that Claire drove at the end of Jurassic World. And I can't tell who's driving. I wonder if it's one of the kids. I mean, that's what's very emblem about Jurassic Park and, you know, an element that is kept alive in the later movies is, you know, just kids driving cars when they're not old enough to or whatever. I feel like that's like a very thematic thing of like kids driving cars, you know, earlier than they're supposed to. Yeah, the Indominus Rex like takes a bite and misses the ambulance. And then we have another it looks like because there's another shot of the zip line and I mean, that makes sense. It's like there's a moment where the zipline is like beautiful and peaceful. And then now here's a moment where they're literally running from what looks like the Indominus Rex is maybe going to climb the zipline tower. And then you get a shot of uh, and then you get a shot of a Sinoceratops whacking a gyrosphere. And I was mistaken earlier. It looks like, yeah, the in the earlier shot who uh, Brooklyn is is has pink hair and she's the social media star. So then maybe the person who's who was talking about being super excited was Sammy. So um, we're still getting to know these kids. And then you see the kids running from a Carnotaurus in, in the underground bunker or in the underground. And again, that thing of like tying Jurassic world, fallen kingdom kind of locations and places and stuff. Cause that's the thing, you know, with Jurassic world and Jurassic park, it's like, there's so very little like we never like I would love just like an overview shot of the entire park because, yeah, we're just kind of treated to these different locations, but we're never kind of seen them all in context. But to me, this is really exciting because I was thinking they were going to do a lot more with the underground stuff in Fallen Kingdom, which we got a lot of really cool stuff with the baryonics and everything. But I love like I worked at Disneyland and underground tunnels were everywhere because you needed to get things to and fro from different parts of the park without necessarily disturbing the, the illusion for guests. So of course it makes sense that Jurassic park would have tons of underground tunnels. And again, it's an odd to the original Jurassic park book where there were parts where uh, Grant and the, and uh, Tim and Lex were, un- were like in an underground tunnel and riding a golf cart with a Raptor. So I, I love that we're getting to explore the underground of Jurassic uh, world. And then, yeah, the Carnotaurus, I'm going to go back a sec. The Carnotaurus then lunges for a kid. And uh, if you've seen some of the toys for Camp Cretaceous, they say that, that this Carnotaurus has a name or like a nickname, Toro. And, you know, I like the idea. I mean, in Jurassic World, we have Blue, obviously. Nobody has called the T-Rex Rexy in universe. But I mean, I don't know. It makes sense to me that all the dinosaurs would have nicknames from people who work at the park. So I like that. And then we get a shot of Darius crawling away from the Raptor squad. So you have blue echo Delta and my girl, Charlie uh, lunging for Dar- or, you know, like kind of crawling towards Darius. And again, the timeline thing where, I mean, to me, the most not silly, but it's just a very funny element of 
Jurassic World where you go from the Main Street attack to night. And so you literally jump from like noon to evening or like at the latest, like two. I mean, because it was truly like afternoon or like early afternoon. And then you jump to night in Jurassic World when, you know, Owen is doing the plan with the Raptor squad and stuff. So there's so much time in between that you could that stuff could have happened that we just don't know about. And so I like the idea that maybe Camp Cretaceous is like filling in that gap a little bit. Oh, so it does look like there's more than more than just Darius in the cage. So if if I watch the shot, you see somebody's legs uh, in the next shot as Darius is crawling away. And then a Pteranodon attacks a glass with the kids. It looks like Sammy's like holding a microphone or something. I, I wonder what that's about. And also, no, I can't tell if the kids are wearing multiple outfits. It looks like they are, but I can't tell 100%. And then you have a shot of what looks like Darius and Sammy with uh, with Life S, um, Safety First Kids. What looks like they're in the lagoon with the Mosasaur. I wonder what that's about. And then you have another shot of them and the kids in the gyrosphere, and you see an adult Ankylosaurus and I think a Parasaurolophus and a Sinoceratops. It's a very fast shot. And then you have a shot of it looks like um like shipping crates with Darius running from the Indominus. So I wonder if they are going to go to one of the docks on the island. Interesting. And then oh my gosh, this is a great shot. Oh, I didn't realize you actually see the Mosasaur's eye as it's lunging for one of the girls hanging and she's not even, it doesn't even look like it's the normal zip line. It looks like she's hanging. Oh, I wonder if she's hanging from the thing that lowers the sharks. Ooh, that's, that's creepy. Yeah. Like in Jurassic world, when, um, Courtney James Clark, uh, when, uh, the Mosasaur announcer, like, you know, when she makes it, so the shark, uh, the shark gets lowered to be the feeding thing. But now it's, now it's this little girl like holding onto it. So I wonder if it was in the water and one of the kids like presses a button and she's like, hurry up. And it's like, oh. I mean, that would be wild if they just fucking ate this kid. <laughs> How wild would that be? Like in episode seven of this, it's just like one of the kids just gets fucking swallowed whole by the Mosasaur. And then, yeah, you have the shot of the desk. It looks like a desk at Camp Cretaceous. Like, oh, it's a ping pong table and there's some crayons and stuff. And there's like a rock wall and maybe another like foosball table in the back. I Part of me was like, is that, is that supposed to be somebody playing Claire or is that just like one of the camp counselors? Uh, I don't know. And then, yeah, we get the classic sting. Camp is open. <sighs> Jurassic World, Camp Cretaceous. And then, of course, we got to have Rexy coming. What's up, guys? I'm here. Uh, just bursting through the Camp Cretaceous gates. I wonder if this is actually going to be in the show or if this is just like a animation just made for this trailer. And you got to have that classic roar only on Netflix. September 18th. So it's coming out a little bit later than I think a lot of people expected. But with the pandemic and all things considered, I think it's I'm happy for September 18th. It's like <laughs> so we're, we're uh, keeping summer for a little bit longer. So anyway, um, yeah, the dinosaurs featured were Brachiosaurus, Amdonus Rex, Carnotaurus, Pteranodon, Bumpy, the Ankylosaurus, Sinoceratops. We have the Raptor Squad, the Mosasaurus, uh, I said dinosaurs and creatures featured, obviously not all those are dinosaurs, uh, Rex of the T-Rex. And then in the Jurassic Outpost promo images that they posted from the show, you also, there's this amazing shot of what looks like 
the kids on kayaks or boats and there's a bunch of parasaurolophuses and they're like glow in the dark. They have like just, they're bioluminescent and then, but there's also like bioluminescent stuff above them. So I wonder if they're like in a cave. I don't know. It's very interesting. That to me is like the most interesting image from the show so far. Plus you see Bumpy on the boat being like, Oh, like the idea that the dino, like this little dinosaur is also looking in awe and wonder just makes me already love this show. And the idea of like a dinosaur looking in awe at other dinosaurs already is like one of my top, top moments of Jurassic Park period or the Jurassic World franchise. So yeah, I mean, there's a lot, there's, I mean, there's a lot more we could talk about, but I don't want to get into rumors or spoilers or anything, but again, it's really interesting how they're choosing to position, position the show as sort of like in between like before, during, and in between the events of Jurassic World. And, you know, if they're going to make multiple seasons, I'm just so curious, like, what that could be. Like, they get stranded on the island. Do they, like, are they, like, living on the island for years until the events of Fallen Kingdom? Like, how is this going to take place? You know, how is this all going to take place? Are all these episodes going to take place, like, in the span of a couple days? Because Jurassic Park or Jurassic World falls, you know, essentially in 24 hours. So, you could really, you, you could milk that for a while. So anyway, let me know what you think of the Camp Cretaceous trailer. Are you excited? Do you like animated stuff? Are you, you know, do you want something more gritty? I don't know. I, I'm, you know, Jurassic Park has always been a family thing and having a, I mean, we have gotten so close to getting Jurassic Park animated shows our entire life, essentially, but for some reason or another, they don't get made. But I mean, the fact that like Godzilla and Men in Black had animated shows as a kid, Ghostbusters, like Beetlejuice, like Jurassic Park should have had animated cartoons when we were a kid. And and I'm so excited we're finally going to get one. So uh, yeah, let me know what you think. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and then come back with uh, more news. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Whew, that was a wild ride. For our next story, we get an Laura Dern shares an image on, she shared an image on her Instagram of the Kenner Ellie Sattler figure, like holding it up to like a window and you can, it's like rainy, like there's like raindrops on the glass and it's like a gray skies and there is a, you know, it's like a forest with like a field. And she says in quarantine, getting ready to get back to work. Hashtag Jurassic World Dominion. 
Oh, that's so funny. I was going to comment on who, if there was any interesting comments on the Instagram. And I just noticed Sam Neill commented five hours ago, you and me both. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, it's, uh, and also, but I'll just say the other comment, Julian Moore, aka Sarah Harding commented, so good. Oh God, please, maybe having a Sarah Harding cameo, I think would make me jump out of my seat. I would obviously love for Julian Moore to come back, you know, in a full capacity, but at this point, it feels like we're going to get a cameo at least, or we're not going to, it doesn't feel like we're going to get a cameo, but at this point I would, I would settle for a cameo essentially. <laughs> and also tagged in the photos uh, or tagged in the photos, Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard, Sam Neill, Jeff Goldblum, and the official Jurassic world account. Uh, and you know, it's funny when I was going to film school in London, we actually filmed some stuff outside of Pinewood studios. So I wonder, it kind of reminds me of this. So I wonder if that, that is where it is right now. Um, that area is just so beautiful. And they've used it for a lot of films like X-Men First Class and Captain America, the original one. So it's been uh, Harry Potter. So it's a very like, you know, chilly English forest. But, I, you know, I, it's, I wonder if this is from her hotel or from like the set or something like that. You know, I mean, really, it's just I think when when she posted this, I think it was one of those things where obviously, you know, I got to be there in that moment when Laura Dern, you know, revealed that she's coming back in a main role capacity and that Samuel and Jeff Goldblum were coming back. I got to be there for that moment last year. But, you know, that was like eight months ago. This moment, and I think a lot of other people feel this way too, but it's like seeing El Ellie Sattler, seeing that Laura Dern is there in the UK prepping, getting ready to film. I think it just like hit, you know, it's like, oh God, like we're, we're going to get, you know, this is going to be our first time back with Dr. Ellie Sattler since, you know, Jurassic Park three, you know, 2001. And yeah, I just got very emotional. I mean, Dr. Ellie Sattler truly is my favorite character of all time. I, yeah. I, I mean, I feel like it's pretty easy to say that just that character and the way that she really was more in the moment rather than getting kind of sucked into things. I think there was a little bit of skepticism on her part that was more open-minded versus Grant, where he was kind of like made up his mind one way. And then Malcolm obviously had his ideas. I love that, you know, Dr. Ellie Sattler is the only one who is actually paying attention. So I'm just so excited to see what they're going to, where, where she's been, what she's been up to, where she's been up to. And I really liked Zelma's comment in the Facebook group. She said, I find it heartwarming to know that she owns a toy Ellie. I mean, of course she would. It makes sense. But remembering how sidebarred Ellie toys were during some of the recent toy line launches, and for that matter, any women characters, I find it validating that so many Ellie toys now exist and that Ellie herself owns one. I mean, couldn't have said it more beautifully. Uh, thank you, Zelma. To me, I always love when, you know, actors have their toy characters. It's just, I mean, my dream has always been to be an action figure, weirdly. And, you know, yeah, I really like that idea. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. It's not really news per se, but it just hits hits at home that this is really happening. <laughs> I don't know. It's It just feels really good. And I just, I can't wait for it to, I mean, that first look, the first time we're going to get a look, I mean, you definitely know they're going to do some sort of photo shoot where you get the original trio and probably Bryce and Chris Pratt, you know, uh, together, like in one shot, like the five of them, like standing together, maybe Macy too, Colin Trevorrow, but that's going to be a big moment. So I'm super excited for that. Uh, and the last story of the day is uh, Sue got like a little makeover. So if you don't know Sue, Sue is the most complete T-Rex skeleton on display at the Field Museum in Chicago. And they're amazing on Twitter and they follow me and uh, it's 
it's probably the most starstruck I've been ever is when Sue followed me. Uh, so anyway, but yeah, there, uh, when I had a sea dress, great meetup at the field museum, it was right when Sue was getting into a new exhibit. So we didn't really get to see her in, in that full capacity then, but, uh, I've seen them before and I feel like my, my first trip post pandemic is going to be Chicago to see the Sue exhibit. But, uh, this thing is, a it's basically you know not a skeleton it's a total like maquette of sue on display and so this article is from the chicago ww or wbbm news radio uh the the headline is you have seen sue the t-rex in fossil form now you can see what sue looked like in life chicago meet fleshy (laughs) oh that's a terrible name go check out fleshy before it goes on tour and so yeah you can see sue is full t-rex like thick chonky like an absolute unit munching on a dinosaur i love that they have like a dinosaur hanging out of its mouth and so basically if you're in chicago for the next few weeks you can see this full scale fleshed out model of what sue the t-rex would have looked like in real life and it's scientifically according to the museum it's scientifically accurate and was made by scientific and artistic experts and it'll be on display there until the 18th of august and then what I didn't know is that they're doing a traveling Sioux exhibition. So I'm super excited about that. I hope it comes to LA. But also, I mean, I have no problem flying all the way out to Chicago to see it because I love Sioux. But uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it as well, too. I know the majority of this week's story was, you know, really focused on uh, the Camp Cretaceous trailer. But those things were really fun as well. And yeah, if, you, if you're going to go out to see Sioux in the next couple of weeks, let me know and let me know what you think and... I mean, it looks so impressive and uh, awesome. So also, I wanted to follow up really quickly on the museum article I talked about from last week, which was the from NPR, 130 U.S. Museums, museums May Not Survive the Year, because I posted the episode on social media, and it was in- really interesting. I'm not going to say where they're from. I don't know if they want to be, you know, private or whatever, but it just was a little bit of... Um, you know, like, is this really happening kind of thing? And one person was like, hey, friendly museum studies major here. It's very true. One other person was, I work in a hands-on science center and we've been closed to the public since March 13th with no reopening dates in sight. Over 70% of our annual income has earned revenue from ticket sales and they laid off 80% of the staff. The future is completely unknown and more grim by day. Somebody else uh, said, I've worked at museums before and currently work for a public library. Museums and similar institutions need all the financial support they can get right now. May need to have funds to get virtual tours going, which can bring them revenue during the pandemic. Another person said, thank you for making awareness of the struggle museums are going through. I work for Dinosaur Museum. And then somebody else said, as the director of a small children's museum, it's not clickbait, it's serious. So, guys, it sucks. Um, but I wanted to just bring up these comments again because I'm hoping to, I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know what to do per se. Obviously, we can't, I mean, I don't know if I can do it enough for everyone, but, um, if people have ideas of how to give back or to support, uh, let me know. So I wanted to mention that. And that's pretty much it this week. Today is the last day to enter the contest uh, for my uh, giveaway of Ashley Hall's book, Fossils for Kids. Again, comment on social media. I'm pretty sure everyone has done it by now. Um, What's your favorite prehistoric non-dinosaur life form is? Again, today's the last day. One entry per person, U.S. and worldwide. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm loving the entries so far. So I'm excited to announce those winners next week. 
Thanks everyone for listening to this episode of Swift Bites. This week, I was a guest on the Star Wars Friends podcast. I had such an amazing time. Star Wars was right up there with Jurassic Park for me as a kid as, you know, just being so important. And yeah, thank you, Maggie, Christopher, Josh, and Justin for having me. It was really, really fun to just wax nostalgic about uh, Star Wars childhood memories. So check out the Star Wars Friends podcast. I'll put a link in the notes. Now I'm off to wrap Brenna's presents. Hope everyone has a great weekend and we'll talk real soon. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.